Have you ever wondered what brings someone to become an influencer? Do you support any causes? Are you controversial? Also, what happens when you hit a certain age in life? I'm talking after your 20s, your 30s, what happens in your 40s? Today, we're going to be talking to Tova Lee, which is someone I admire so much, and we're going to get to know her story, so let's go. If you've ever felt alone, misunderstood, or like your story didn't matter, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Pretty Sure, the podcast where we explore the fun in life's ups and downs. Join me, your host, in a mix of guests from friends to thought leaders, artists, entrepreneurs, and experts for some raw, unfiltered, and frankly, hilarious conversations. We'll chat about our struggles as millennials, the joys and pains of being single or in a relationship, life and biz lessons, and some inspiring takeaways too, because remember, no topic is ever off the table for us. Hi, I'm Sabrina, your new best friend, and every week you can expect kindness, support, and some tough love, because you'll be damn sure I'm going to be calling you out on your shit when you need it most. Pretty sure we're in for a wild ride, so saddle up and let's go! Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Pretty Sure Podcast. Today is, I think, a historical day. Um, Not necessarily, but, you know, I like to be dramatic for effect. (laughs) I cannot believe this day has come. I am actually going to interview a person I've been following for a while on Instagram. I've actually read her book, which is effed at 40. I totally recommend if you have not like read it. If you have not listened to it on Audible, go check it out. Even though the title says F.40, you don't have to be 40 to read it. I, in my 20s, read it and found so much advice and I love following Toba. Her Instagrams, you know, I told her this when we were talking um, before recording. I was like, I really admire you and your content inspires me to keep sharing my story. So Tova is a former lawyer turned actress slash comedian slash influencer blogger and I guess you can say podcaster, author, and TikTok star. She wears many hats. She has so many incredible things to say. I actually have to pinch myself that this is happening because never in a million years would I have ever thought that this could be a thing, right? So long story short, the way I got to talk to Tova was, spoiler alert, my cringy dating story is going to be, hopefully, fingers crossed, a part of her book. So I just contacted her and she graciously agreed to be on and I'm so excited. I'm having like a fangirl moment. So without further ado, let's welcome our amazing guest today. I would love to know and start us off with your story in a nutshell before we dive into the questions. Wow, it's the one minute pitch in the elevator, but it's like for your life. You're dying and you're seeing everything flash in front <laughs> of like, you. Uh, yeah, and this is so many like, what do I choose to focus on? What is my story? I was born in Israel, which maybe is something that not everybody knows. I moved to England when I was 30 and decided that I didn't want to be an attorney anymore and I wanted to pursue a career in acting which was 
quite shocking to a lot of people who knew me, who know me. I create content on the internet and silly videos of me running around my knickers in the backyard. The real story behind it is that I really want to promote women's issues. So whether it's women's rights or just positive, empowering messages for women, I'm a mom of girls. I don't know where it comes from because it probably comes from before I had my girls, but everything I do has that in mind. Sometimes I get distracted, but I think nine times out of 10, that's what I had in the back of my mind, even if it wasn't very obvious. Yeah. People ask me like, are you a comedian? Are you whatever? And I'm not, I'm just a really good editor. And so it looks like I'm funny, not actually funny at all. And that's it. That's my story in a nutshell, I guess. It's really hard to believe that you're not actually funny. I mean, from watching your videos and from everything you do, your stories and your book, I would really uh, find it hard if I met you in person to be, mm, I don't think Toba's funny. <laughs> don't they say though, that most comedians are actually not funny in real life? <laughs> I feel like that's what True. they say. No? Or maybe but, you don't find yourself funny, but everyone else right. finds yourself funny. That could also oh, be. Oh, I find myself hilarious, oh. but I'm like, my husband, Mike, will look at me. Recently, I discovered uh, TikTok. So I could be watching a TikTok video and pissing myself like, oh my God, Kaka, that's so funny. And I'm like, you've got to see this video. And he looks at me and he's like, what has happened to you? Like, how is this so funny to you? We have totally different sense of, um, sense of humor. <laughs> I relate to that so hard because the same thing happens to me and my mom. I'll be recording something and I'm crying, laughing. And she's like, I don't get your humor. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> hopefully someone gets it. Otherwise I'm just cracking myself up. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned that you thought, you know, people would be shocked by you turning from attorney to like entertainer, comedian. Did you ever at some point when you were younger think, oh, maybe I want to pursue acting and entertainment or did it just come as like, I'm bored. Let's see what I can do. Oh my God. If you would see the diaries of me, like my diaries from age 13, so cringy. The entire diary is like my acceptance speech at the Oscars. Honestly, it's cringy. I mean, it's so good. And I'm, I'm, I'm at the point of that life that I can really laugh at myself. It's so good. I 100% had that dream from a very early age. Really never pursued it. It just wasn't something that my family was open to. It wasn't like a thing. None of us played an instrument. We didn't do any arts. My dad's a businessman. It was very kind of like, right, business or law, business or law. Those are the two options. My outlet for that part of me was more in writing. So I would write a lot. I wrote stories and I wrote little scenes and I always kind of like had ideas in my head that I would write down or whatever, but I didn't do any acting until late late twenties when I sort of did a few kind of almost amateur courses and and thought, oh wow, like I love this. This is amazing. You can almost say that you kind of manifested it, right? Like from writing it in your notebook. That's what they say, right? Like imagine yourself already having it and then you're there. So I don't know if you believe in that, but I totally believe in it. And what's funny is by the way, it's like when you're a kid, you don't have, a, I think, well, I don't know, but for me, you, I didn't have like that self-doubt that you get with age. So when I think about my life in terms of chunks, I'm like, oh my God, uh, what a dreamer, massive dreams. It wasn't just like be an actress, be movie that nobody sees. No, I honestly thought I would win an Oscar and like, I believed in it. And then you've got like your twenties, 
and you're sort of like beginning of thirties. And I doubted myself, like, this is never going to happen. This is ridiculous. Even though I went for it, but at the back of my mind, I was like, it's too late. You're too old. It's not going to happen in my forties. You know, I feel like I'm 45 now. I have no shame now. Plus I feel like I'm running out of time. So it's like, I, I have no time for bullshit. This is what I want. This is what's going to happen. Let's go. Okay, that's good. Keep that thought process because I actually have a question for you later on for your success. But I want to hear your version of it from like age, ages and all of those things. But first, you know, you moved from totally different country, which is Israel to the UK. And obviously in the past, it used to be harder. Everything was harder 20, 10 years ago. What was the biggest change for you from Israel to UK and why the UK? Oh, wow. Well, why the UK is easy because it was the closest English speaking country to Israel. (laughs) It's like a four and a half hour flight. So it was practical. Plus my mom's Irish. uh, So I could work Mm -hmm. here. So there was a lot of practical reasons. And I knew London because we had come here over the years because of my my mom. But I think the hardest thing was I've always considered myself bilingual, even though Hebrew was the language that I used more than English. So I kind of came here really confident that, oh, this is going to be super easy. I'm going to meet people. It's going to be fine. You know, I'm just going to blend in. And then I came here and I was in shock uh, that the culture, what it was, a, a culture shock. And I was like, how is this possible? I have family that live in Devon. This is ridiculous. But it was more about body language. I am I do this in England. That's really frowned upon. <laughs> and there was like this, um, you know, uh, you know, quite loud and people are way more reserved in England. And, and that was a major, that took me a while to get used to. It wasn't from Israel to UK that was hard, but it was, no, sorry. It wasn't from the UK to adapt. It was actually from Israel to adapt to the UK. Oh yeah, totally. It was really tricky. I, it took me a real while to kind of get my head around that, how different British people are from Israelis. Oh my God. Israel is one of the countries that I'm dying to go. We were actually supposed to go this year. Well, I mean, last year and then COVID hit and they were like, no one comes in, no one goes out of the country. And I'm like, cool. Well, one year I'll go. Yeah. No, it's, it's beautiful. It's a great country to go visit. When you live there, it's, it's trickier, but to yeah. go visit 100% recommend Oh, and your food. It. Oh my God. I love your food. I'm a yeah. big foodie. So I'm just like, that's on top <laughs> of my list of places. Okay. So you obviously got your success from your blog, right? But what actually inspired you to start writing a blog and what is the secret to the blog being so successful? I could say, oh, something inspired me really wasn't like that. I, I, I mean, you know, it was, Five years ago, Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas, and I just, I just had a really shitty day, to be honest. And I just like, I had this kind of like, oh my god, I just need to write it down and vent. Uh, so it was just, I wrote like this, well, what became my first ever blog entry, but it was really just a rant about how pissed off I was and tired, and you know, and all of that. And I finished writing it. Hey, I still feel like I need more. And I thought, okay, I'll just, I'll just start a blog, you know. <laughs> literally like that and I was like Google how do I start a blog and I was like oh WordPress oh this is free oh I can just set it up in two minutes oh let's do that and that's literally how it happened and the blog I needed to name it my thoughts about stuff I'll change it later which eventually by the way ended up being an okay name because it was general enough that I was able to speak about whatever I wanted because like it's my thoughts about stuff some people are like oh you're just supposed to talk about parenting and I was like no 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 I can talk about stuff 
that was the inspiration, <laughs> basically. Um, in terms of a secret, I think different people do it in different ways. My blog potentially resonated with people at the time, because maybe at the, that time, there was less people out there kind of saying, well, actually, motherhood isn't all magic and apple pie, like there's more mm-hmm. to it. And I'm struggling and I hate this. And like, I love my kids, but I can't wait for them to go to bed and all these type of things that now more people are saying, but I think five years ago, it wasn't so much there. So I think it was just the right time, I guess. Okay. Let's talk about sex, but not really your book. So I've actually heard it. Like I told you, I love the way you narrate it. I just love how you're very real about every topic. You're like, this happened to me. Screw it. This might happen to you too. So like, just be prepared. Why do you even decide to write a book? I know you've mentioned you love writing and you thought that was your outlet, but you're at this point, you were like, okay, I'm going to do comedy. I'm going to do acting. I'm going to do whatever. I'm now starting a blog. What brought you to write a book? I mean, I think book Oh, writing a book was probably on some sort of bucket list that I had at some point, like just really always wanted to write a book because I love writing, but never really know, knew what I would write about. And if I'm being honest, I would have imagined writing a novel or like something. That's not what I thought when I, when I had that bucket list item, but I've been asked over the years to write a book when the blog became big and people were like, Oh, write a book. Maybe you should write a book. They always wanted me to write a book about parenting and mm-hmm. sort of like a how to book. The parenting was almost, con- um, it was a coincidence in a way because it was like, okay, that's what was on my mind at the time. But actually a couple of years later, it changed because the kids were a bit older and now other things were on my mind. I don't really want to just write about parenting. It's not interesting enough for me to write a whole book about. And also, I don't feel like I can offer anything that other people haven't probably done much better than me. So when the midlife crisis happened, which is obviously what my book uh, F at 40 is about, and it's about having that midlife crisis in your 40s when kids are a little bit older and you sort of have a bit more time to kind of go, ooh, who am I? What's left of me? What have I lost? on the way? How do I get it back? You know, all of that. And I went out and I did my bucket list and I went and I did all these things that I did. And I felt after that, that I actually had something to say that I had gone through something that was interesting enough to put out there in my way. So even though I know a lot of people have probably talked about similar topics and probably much better than me, but I felt like I had my personal perspective that was maybe going to be interesting for some people to be able to put out into the world. How did you become this person that's like, screw it, I'm going to be raw, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to talk about all of these things, who cares what people think, some people will like it, some people will hate it. And were you ever afraid of what other people would think? I think it's been a process. I think the age is it plays such a massive role in it. I think for a lot of women, you hear that now I speak about it. So like I get the feedback and I know that for a lot of women, something clicks in your forties. I think you reach that point in your forties where you, when you, you're not necessarily expected so much anymore to be cute and to smile and to do all those things that people are very annoying and tell you uh, throughout your life in your twenties and as a teenager and whatever. So women, people think women go crazy in their forties, but actually they don't, they just stop giving a fuck. And I think that that comes with age. I realize I'm super lucky because I have a, an amazing network of people who support me with my husband being probably the main person. And I always say that even today, I feel like I'm liberated, blah, 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 whatever. But I talk from my 
privileged position of being married to a man. And I'm very, very, very aware of that. I'd say it's a combo of the age and, and, and the fact that I am supported by the people who really matter because I do get people not liking what I have to say and not liking me, but I don't really care because the people who really matter in my life are there for me and support me and, and like what I do. I love that. So I know you're launching a second book. Can you give us a little bit of an inside scoop on what it's going to be? I know you're launching it super, super soon. So tell us about that. So the new book is called You Did What? Question mark. Coming out in September. I think you can already pre-order it on Amazon though. And yeah, it's a collection of confessions and outrageous stories from literally around the world. Uh, So we had people send in confessions. I mean, honestly, from so many countries and uh, it's based loosely on my weekly show pajama party and confessions which i do on facebook where people basically send in confessions and i read them out there's like a vote and we and we (laughs) and there's prizes the reason behind it is that i read so many confessions over the years and what's what i've always been left with is how oh my god people hold on to secrets and guilt and shame about things thinking that it's just them or like it's the worst thing in the world and and actually when you read it out loud it's like okay hi it's a bit funny oh it's a bit out there but once you've read it you realize that it's actually not the end of the world plus another bunch of people in the comments have just said oh my god I do that too. And then it just like becomes this thing that's not such a big deal. The confessions are very funny. So I really hope people like it. I really hope they like this book. I love that. You know, that used to be one of my favorite parts about Cosmo magazine. The gossipy first page was like, tell us your secrets. So I'm definitely going to be listening to or buying that, whatever. I really like, you know, the way you narrated. So probably I'm going to hear it in Audible because it's (laughs) funnier that way. Um, It's going to be trickier to read out that book, by the way, because obviously the confessions weren't written by me a lot. I mean, I obviously have my sections in the book, but like the confessions, we kept them in the voice of their authors, like the people who wrote them in. So it's like, I actually find it really interesting to try and imagine the person, what they're like, what do they sound like? What accent do they have? But I think I will end up probably reading them out. I hope I do them justice. Oh my God, I'm definitely excited for that because that would be really funny, you know, imagining. I think that's part of the beauty of it. Okay, what would be your number one tip to influencers or younger people out there that want to get into the line of work that you're doing? Maybe be an author, be an entertainer, comedian, whatever it is. Like what's the one thing you wish you would have known back in the day that would have maybe helped you start sooner? Wow. I mean, to be honest, this is a conversation that could take us a few hours all by itself. It's such a minefield, this line of work, because it's so new, even though it's been going on now for a decade at least, but like, it's still so new. It's not regulated. You don't have a standard fee, standard rate fees, like nothing. It's like the wild, wild west. And I think that uh, influencers get a really bad reputation because they are the front of this whole world. So people, when they think about fake, ooh, it's all about brand deals and all that, they immediately point the finger at the influencers because that's who you see on camera. But really, people don't know what a, what a machine it is and how much goes behind it, whether it's brands. And the platforms, and you know what, even us as consumers, the fact that we are so interested in shit content sort of helps, carries on this machine. I wouldn't know how to give a tip to people, if I'm being honest, because 
I'm still navigating through it myself. For me, like trying to really find the balance between being authentic and being responsible because I really don't ever want to take for granted the community that I've built and the followers who take the time to message me and actually care about what I do. And then the other side of it is to make a living. And this is a business. And there are people that I employ that I need to pay their, you know, their salaries at the end of the month. So there's that responsibility and to just be able to do both of those with integrity is very, very, very tricky. Yeah, I can definitely imagine that. That I mean, honestly, respect to you for handling it the way you are, because I'm, like I said, I'm not just interviewing you for the sake of interviewing you. Like, I really am a fan. I always watch your videos and I'm hysterically laughing. And my mom sometimes is like, what the hell are you watching? So I'm like, that's really funny, but you're doing great. So continue. Thank you. I have one last question for you before we do a quick rapid fire session. So this one wraps the whole episode and wraps the whole theme of Pretty Sure. So I'm pretty sure at one point or another you've had a situation maybe it was a feeling or a thought where you felt you were the only one to live it so could you tell us what that was and what would be your tip to someone that maybe is feeling that way I mean I talk about this again in the book quite quite often I think actually something really relevant and that's not in the book I opened up a conversation about libido in lockdown just not feeling it at the moment which is so ironic given what the book's about I always have that feeling, but my experience, and if anybody out there is listening and is like thinking, oh God, I have this thing and I don't know, is that the moment you say it out loud, you always get inundated with people just going, oh my God, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I thought it was just me. It's such a um, common thing. Yeah. The more people I ask this, the more I realize, and I'm like, wow, yeah. we should just like start talking about this more often because yeah. I've gotten yeah. way different answers and I'm like... But these are so simple. Like these are things that I've experienced, right? Like why yeah. don't people talk about this? So I love, yeah. you know, your realness, your realness, sorry. So, okay, <laughs> guys, if you're listening to this, you can go hopefully buy uh, Tova Lee's second book once it's out. And if not, buy her first one. Honestly, I'm a big fan of Fucked Up 40. Go listen to it on Audible because I think part of the fun is listening to you narrate it and your oh, tone of voice and everything. Get that on Amazon or follow her on Instagram and all of her platforms. I swear her videos are super funny not just saying it if you like my sense of humor you're definitely gonna like Tobas <laughs> and now rapid fire questions so let's start first one what person dead or alive would you love to have dinner with if you could I think this is so odd to say but I think can it be like a not a real character like it not could a be real anyone person? yeah I I would like to have dinner with Yoda oh my god yes <laughs> love Yoda yes. like I would I would totally be down for a dinner with Yoda yeah I, I was once him. called Yoda so I I, I mean I actually have been called Yoda many times so I, I feel like I want to tell Yoda the story about being called Yoda <laughs> yeah oh my god such a fan I love that okay what superpower could you have if you would choose one 100% flying one yeah, word to I'm describe st- you oh one word <laughs> um chubby I was gonna say no loud I guess Maybe okay. loud. Yeah. Okay. Loud in a good way. We like that. Are you yeah. more of a magazine or books type of person? Book. Yeah. Okay. Very fitting. Yeah. Favorite place in the world? I mean, at home, honestly. That's so boring, but yeah, at home. <laughs> I like that though. Okay. Spicy or sweet food? Spicy for sure. Love that. Love and last spicy one. Food. Who inspires you? My children, probably. Aww. 
They're so that. smart. It's scary, you know, like they'll come out with stuff and I'm like, <gasps> yeah. Yeah, like, where did my, you get that from? Yeah. But my daughter like gave me the best advice in the world. I, it's part of my book. It's part of the show. I, mean, I think it's in the book when I, she told me, you know, I was like, oh, I'm scared. And oh, before Nepal, I was so scared. And she was like, just mommy, just be yourself. And I just thought, oh my God, that's so true. Like, how can you go wrong with just being yourself? Like, how could you possibly go wrong? We don't think about that very often, but I love that. And I'm so, so glad that your kids inspire you. I think that's maybe what keeps your ideas fresh. You get inspired by them. They give you ideas. You see what they do. You talk to them. Love, 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 love that. Tova, it has been honestly amazing to have you on the show. I could chat with you for like hours. I will go and finish your book because honestly, I'm like three quarters of the way using it sparingly. So I don't finish it often. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm done with it. No, I'm like keeping it for the good part. So thank you You know, there's an extra, there's an extra chapter that's going to be dropping on uh, Audible. So you'll get the extra chapter as it becomes available. You'll get it for free. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Okay. It's about lockdown, so. You have made my day. I'm very excited for when that comes out. I will definitely be listening to it ASAP. So thank you so much, Tova. And again, you can go follow her on Instagram. The the link will be in the description, sorry. And if you want to hear more about us, you can go on Instagram and at Pretty Sure Podcast. Give us a like and, you know, check out our live series. Thank you again, Tova. And I will see you, everybody, next week. Peace out, everyone. Bye.